six types of theology. Come on, are there really six types of theology? Well, kind of, and more, and that's why we need to look at it. Not least because there are some ways of thinking about God that are parading around as theology while being more like idolatry or fantasy. So let me give you a rundown of six types of theology. Four that are good, two that are bad. But before we get to the types, let's, let me offer a brief word about the word theology itself. Ologies are areas of study, and theo means God. So when we put the two together, we get the study of God. Theology is not a special area of special study for serious Christians. It's bread and butter. In order to be a Christian, you must in some sense know God, such as who he is and what he has done. It is the perpetual expectation in the scriptures that God's people will seek to know God and what he has said. For instance, Paul prays for the Colossians to grow in the knowledge of God. See Colossians 1.10. And Peter commissions the church to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. See 2 Peter 3.18. Theology is what we're doing every time we open our Bibles. We will have varying levels of uh, understanding and study among us, but we should all desire to know God more fully, and that comes through His Word. Now, when we come to talk about types of theology, we're talking about different ways to get to the truth or different ways to interpret the revelation of God. I ain't no academic so I'm probably going to fumble the specific distinctions that scholars like to make in this area. But just take it as a casual introduction. Presuppositional theology. Having just mentioned the fact that there are academic distinctions around types of theology, let me undermine my own words by introducing a type that I just made up. There may be a better word to describe this, but it makes a clear point. Also, don't confuse this presuppositional theology with presuppositional apologetics, which is a whole other thing. Presuppositional theology is what happens when somebody imports their own ideas and uses them as the guide to understand God. It's the classic way to make a God in one's own image. This kind of theology is characterized by statements that include I couldn't believe in a God who... Dot, dot, dot. They presuppose who God is, then look for ways to make the Bible fit their own vision. An example of this in action would be, I think Jesus has chicken wings, so I go looking and find a verse that says that he does have chicken wings. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. So now my belief is settled. I'm sure you can see how much of a problem this is. It puts people in the driving seat and relies on a smattering of proof texts to create an idolatrous view of God. Some of us do this by accident, but it is best left alone. Next, we have worldview theology. This is another term I made up, but bear with me. I'm using the word worldview theology as a catch-all for the many new types of theology that have appeared in recent years. To name a few, you may have heard of 
feminist theology, or black theology, or even queer theology. All of these ways of thinking about God are filtered through worldview lenses that are foreign to the scriptures themselves. Much like the presuppositional theology, this way of understanding God requires the studier to impose something onto the scriptures to extract their meaning. One of the truly awful assumptions that these worldview theologies share is that you cannot get to the truth unless you come from one of these groups. For example, you must have lived experience in one of these worldviews in order to be able to do their theology. It means that somehow your ethnicity or gender or history or experience somehow unlocks truth or insight from the text in a way that others can't get to. This is a Gnostic pattern. It basically says that you have to be initiated into some special group in order to gain true knowledge of God. Obviously, this is heretical, and the principle behind it has been dealt with in history. Proponents of these new theologies are not interested in submitting themselves to the true God, but finding one that suits their own passions, or one that gets them academic praise. Next, we have biblical theology. Now that we've dealt with the bad ones, let's talk about the good stuff. The first and foundational theology is called biblical This is unfortunate naming because all good theology is trying to be biblical. But biblical theology is when we understand the meaning of God's revelation in its historical and narrative context. The scriptures were delivered to a particular people, in a particular place, at a particular time. If we want to know what God was saying to them, we need to take into account who these people were, where they were, and when they were. We need to appreciate the genre of writing and how the individual texts fit into the broader picture of the whole Bible. More or less, this type of theology is trying to get a holistic picture of what God was saying to the original hearers and how that fits with the rest of the Bible. Only then will we be in a position to understand what God is saying to his people today. Biblical theology helps us understand why we obey New Testament commands, but we don't keep Old Testament festivals. It also helps us trace the development of themes across the pages of the Bible, like the tree of life or atonement. For many Christians, this is what they hear week by week from the pulpit, but it is sadly lacking in too many places. That said, it can still be misused, especially if used to explain away the heavy-duty commands of God. Next, we have historical theology. This is about the formation or development of theology across history from the days of the apostles till now. This is not so much about creating new teachings about God as it is about how Christians down through the ages have grown in their understanding. What does it look like? Well, for instance, in the first few centuries of church growth, it took them a while to get a clear understanding about God as three persons, three persons in one God. It's the doctrine of the Trinity. So this teaching came from the unchanging truth in scripture, but it was confirmed in history. Same goes for the doctrine of salvation by faith alone. It was hashed out during the Reformation, but it was truth already revealed by God in the Bible. 
So the study of historical theology deals with the perpetual pattern of the church reading the Bible, then figuring out how it applies, and then weeding out the heretics along the way. Along the way. Systematic theology. Unsurprisingly, systematic theology systematizes the truth about God. These can be incredibly useful in some circumstances. This way of thinking about God is usually topical. It often takes into account historical theology that has come before, um, but it relies on good biblical theology to work properly. So in some sense, this is the topical union of a biblical and historical theology. The topics covered can be anything from angels to the Adamic covenant, eschatology to election, sin to spiritual gifts, all ordered neatly and collating the relevant information from across the Bible and history into helpful summaries. Lastly, we have practical theology. This is the part where we ask, what do we do with all this? This area mainly looks at how we apply or live out what we have learned from God. It's trying to understand how the rubber meets the road in Christian living in the present day. And there we are. A brief overview of six types of theology. It might be a little bit confusing, but let me summarize a good approach to theology in this way. We steer clear of imposing views onto God's word. We need to study what God has said in context in order to understand the meaning. Christians throughout history have helpfully clarified good teaching. Systematizing theology can be helpful. And theology is ultimately about knowing our God and living in faithfulness before him. So the truth needs to engage in real life, with real life. I hope that helps.